Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. Righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience yep. continue in some well-doing seek nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yeah. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yeah. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yeah. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yeah. yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yeah. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to mine? Yeah. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yeah. Have time to wait? Thank you. 
choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose the most I your theater Two sides to choose from You got to choose one Who you gonna choose Who you gonna choose Got to choose Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today Alright, alright, alright You gonna learn today All right, all right, all right. Gonna learn today. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Salome, good morning. Bob, Bob. Welcome once again to another episode of ISBHPK Presents Bible Talk. Again, we are members of the uh, Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. We have school locations in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, and Rochester, New York. Welcome to our to our podcast. Thank you. Um. As you know, this is the fourth part of our series that we're going over, um, uh, speaking about the Day of Atonement. And we know the Day of Atonement already passed, right? Um, it ended last night. Um, for those who are following the, the, the calendar uh, that's provided by the Masharah Yashua'ala of the House of David, 12 tribes of Israel, the Light of the Zion, that the Day of Atonement is supposed to be the, um, uh, the seventh month, the tenth day of the month. Um, so according to, to the calendar that they put out, just for the sake of unity, um, um, we did observe the Day of Atonement uh, yesterday. Uh, we did observe the Day of Atonement yesterday. As we get ready to come into um, October 10th, right? October 10th will be the beginning of the Feast of Tabernacles. Right? That's when we're going to observe the Feast of Tabernacles, um, October 10th through the 17th, uh, October 10th through the 17th. Um, if you go to isbhpk.com, that's isbhpk.com. Um, on there, you see the events and the high holidays and also invitational RSVP um, to the, uh, the campgrounds um, that, that have been uh, secured for us to honor the end of the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, Sunday the 16th and Monday the 17th. Um, we're asking everybody that, that would like to attend uh, to, do, to give an RSVP. And we are asking for a $40 uh, donation per family to, uh, uh, um, to help with food, to help with the, the cost of, of, of the park, um, the campgrounds and everything, um, just to cover all, all the costs, all right? And the address is, is, is on the website. But we ask if you would like to attend and, and come and fellowship with us uh, for the Tabernacles. Again, it's going to be Sunday, um, October 16th, and Monday, October 17th. That ISBHPK San Antonio, ISBHPK Houston, ISBHPK um, those those who can make it in a chance, ISBHPK uh, Norfolk, ISBHPK Rochester. It's going to be right outside of uh, of Katy, um, Katy, Texas, which is right outside of Houston. We invite you to come and join us all right, uh, uh, for that convocation, for that celebration, for that feasting. All right. Um, the, uh, uh, my understanding is going to be fishing available. We're outside of events, activity, canoeing, 
it, it, it's really going to be uh, something else, all right, for us to be able to come together and congregate, uh, rejoice, and, and, and celebrate uh, our coming together. And to remember how when, when the Lord delivered the, the Israelites out of, out of ancient Egypt, um, and we, we lived in tents. We lived in tabernacles. It's kind of a way of, um, you know, don't forget where you came from. You know, that um, remember we all, this is where we all started from, living in tents. And then when the Lord finally brought us into the promised land, and we got into the, the great and goodly cities and the great and goodly houses, the plantations, the mansions, the estates that we did uh, finally take over, that it was just a reminder. Remember where we was at. Now look at how the Lord God has blessed us. Look at where we were at and, and where we began. Um, we were slaves in Egypt. And now look at, look at us now. Uh, look, look where we're at now. And let's give thanks to the Lord God. And let's remember how the Lord God delivered the nation and saved our entire nation and not just the individuals. Well, it was easy for us to get caught up into, um, if you will, keeping up with the Joneses, um, getting caught up into uh, boasting that I've got more than you, I've got this, I've got that, or, or what have you. But uh, what well, we can just come now, and we're all living in tents. Okay, we're all living in tents for this, for this eight days and being humbled and being um, united and being together. All right, so we invite you to uh, join us for that. I know there's other Hebrew uh, Israelite camps that are, that are um, observing uh, the future tabernacles um, in different cities and in different places. Some also different times. Um, uh, if you uh, can't really congregate with anybody else and you like to observe the future tabernacles and maybe at your own home, um, if you have a tent, if you have a tent and you can sit up in your garage or sit up in your uh, in your living room, um, sit up in your bed, even a tent in your, in your house. And where you can still say, you know, you're observing the peace tabernacles as a way of humbling ourselves in the eyes of the Most High, or just, or just being humble, all right, and just remembering where we came from and where the Lord is going to take us um, um, when, when Christ, Yahweh uh, Shai, actually comes to deliver us. He actually comes to save us, okay? So this is part four of the Day of Atonement. Um, I'm going to jump right in. Uh, I'm waiting for the brother Gabar Kawas to go ahead and call me. Uh, let me do this also. Um, if you'd like to let anybody else know that the show has started, uh, then call in and listen to the live stream at area code 646-668-2568. That's area code 646-668-2568. And then we'll listen to the live show uh, being, being uh, uh, broadcast right now. Or if you go to your web browser, whether on your phone, laptop, um, uh, tablet, desktop, or desktop, to www blogtalkradio.com to www.blogtalkradio.com when you put uh, when that comes up go to the search box type in Mashaba M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A and that'll bring you to our episode page and you'll see right there at the top uh, on air live right now it'll be the show and you can click that uh, little red button and you'll be able to listen live to your, to your web browser or uh, whatever uh, device you might have and doing it that way um, or you can catch the archive shows on Apple iTunes, uh, ISBHBK, um, uh, Bible Talk, on Apple iTunes uh, Podcast, on uh, iHeartRadio Podcast, on uh, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict. All right, these are all the ways you can uh, get in touch with us and, and uh, stay informed. Remember, we also, we have the um, ISBHBK um, uh, YouTube channels. Uh, is, is another way to, to stay informed, to stay, uh, 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 stay in touch. 
Let me see here. Um, okay, the brother goodbye. Let me let me do this, y'all. The brother's just texting me in the middle. And he's trying to call in, but we're having some phone difficulties. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna play some music here for now while I go ahead and uh, get get the brother back online. And let, let me um play this here. Give me two seconds, y'all, or two minutes. Bibliotes, many books, taken through the ages, ageless, timeless, prophets, apostles, epistles, the gospel, the righteous, the hostile, the woeful, the wonderful. On the Sabbath days or on Sundays, it's easy to find me. It's most likely up in your churches where I might be. It's millions over this earth who would tell you that they like me, but realistically, half of them take what I say lightly. They just push me off the table like they don't need me. Uh-huh. Look me in my face like they don't see me. What? Granny's off the church and she won't leave me. Then she comes home from church, but she won't my name King James Version, born in 1611. I was made to teach brethren how to reach the kingdom of heaven. I might not be saying the same thing as your reverend. The football was broke, but it ain't the way to live. You probably catch me at your grandma's house over the songs. I was like your grandpa's spouse over in Norm. You catch me in a small jail house over in Guam. I speak about the hotel from Noah to John. Now I travel through my pages, learn about the ancients. Life and death is in me, but some don't want to hear me. Misuse me to conquer many lands. Many men have been slaves for who I am. The saints' blood on their hands. Government attempted to get rid of me and still trying. Society. Refuse to listen to me and still dying I give counsel to disciples I can still grind and remind them that The place they want to be is still dying bookshelf missionary I could school the school books Plus Dr. Seuss in the dictionary With written this power I'm sitting in the parlor I'm not on my book clothes But I open at any hour There's always an happy head Care with a gold tooth With his head on my head Saying he swear to tell a whole truth They got me on the show called Dusty Little is a all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, we are joined by the brother, the brother, the companion, um, uh, uh, your uncle, your friend, um, that guy, that brother, Kabar Kawa Shlomak, Yahweh Shem Yashabakitah. Shalom, sir. Yahweh Shem Yashabakitah. To Wabalakwa, to Kal Nashala, and to you also, sir. Balakwa, to you too, Ox. Shalom, shalom, shalom. All right, uh, jumping into it today, because um, uh, as as Price said, except those days be shortened, there's no place to be saved. So time is got to be going faster because we're already in the month of October, as well as as fast as these these, these shows be be uh, <laughs> uh, we getting started and already coming to the end. We're already in the month of October of the year 20, uh, 2022. It seemed like just yesterday we just was here with COVID. Uh, uh, COVID nineteen, is, is, you know, when when, the, when the, it, we first got exposure to, or that first the pandemic first hit um, in early, you know, late twenty nineteen, early twenty twenty, and here it is, we're already in twenty twenty two, two years later. Time time is definitely going fast, quick, quickly. All right, brother. Um, yesterday we, we were going over um, some of the uh, different types of fast. Um, that we know for the David Tomey, that for the David Tomey, um, it needs to be a total food fast, total food and water fast. And for those who did uh, honor it and celebrate it, 
uh, with us yesterday and in the last night. Um, good job. Brother um, say how about Shemel and enduring. And as you can see that you do have a lot, a lot greater inner strength when you actually put God first. That if you're, if you're really thinking about the most high um, and wanting to please the most high, that if you have this opportunity to have your sins cleansed for the past year, that you're going to deny yourself food and drink. That no matter how hungry you get, no matter how thirsty you got, that you you fought through the temptations to want to nibble on something. You fought through the temptations to want to drink something. Even if, you might have the cotton mouth. You might have the the the, the, the um, uh, uh, again from cotton mouth to even the the hunger pains, the hunger, the migraine headaches from from being hungry. But you was able to endure those things because you understood. I'm doing this for the most high. That I can, I, I, I can do this. I can endure this. I'm going to endure this uh, for the most high. So you, you, you was able to fight through. Uh, good job, um, brothers and sisters. Great job on that. And that you can see that you have a, a much greater inner strength. You have a much greater strength um, than what you're giving yourself credit for. And that when you put God first, when, you know, for, for, for the scriptures it says, with men, Things are impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That when you're thinking that it can't be done, when people around you are saying, man, how are you able to go a whole 24 hours without eating? Man, if I, I couldn't eat, if I couldn't drink, oh, my God, how can you do it? And a lot of brothers and sisters even had to work uh, yesterday uh, during the fast. And you was able to endure. You was able to endure. You know, um, even my son, uh, Idar, he's, with, he's on a, uh, in his high school He's with the ROTC uh, Raiders program, which is dealing with a lot of physical training, a lot of uh, 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 physical conditioning. And even he fasted and was even able, able to partake in the physical conditioning um, and, and endure. So for everybody else to do the same thing, um, uh, great job. And remember, as we went over all the different type of fasts that, that a person can go into, that not just a food fast, a food and water fast, but there's many different types of fasts that, that, that you, can, you can apply and go into in, in trying to mend and get your relationship closer to the, uh, with the most high, that, that you can sacrifice, that you can live without, that you can, um, for the sake of, of, of the most high, for, for God's sake, you know, as, as people say that in the world, for, for God's sake, man, for God's sake, that for God's sake, you can, the things that you Figure you can't live without. Uh, you can't put those things to the side. You can't. You can't put them down. You can't leave them alone, for God's sake. And and to be able to go through the suffering and go through the afflictions of sacrificing, where everything in your in your in your in your mental is trying to tell you to justify, go give into it, do it. What's it? How is this going to really hurt anybody? How is this going to really? You know, even the question comes up. Uh, how is me not eating for a day going to uh, um, erase my sins for the past year? That, that just seems totally ridiculous. That just seems totally stupid that, that God is going to forgive my sins for the past year because I didn't eat for 24 hours. And the reality of it is it's not the technicality of that you didn't eat for 24 hours. It's that you resisted the temptation to eat. That, that's, what he, that's what's being recognized, that you resisted the craving. You resisted the, the, the temptation. You resisted the, 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 the migraine headaches. You resisted the thirst, no matter how, how bad it hurt, no matter how bad 
um, um, you was being affected, you was able to resist it because you understood you was doing it for the most high in Christ. That's what Christ, God is looking at. He's not looking at the diet, all right? He's not looking at that you just went on a diet for 24, for, for 24 hours. It's the fact that you resisted something that the body requires. The body requires food and drink. It requires it. But the fact that you was able to deny your body, you know, like, like one of R. Kelly said, your body's calling me. That when your body's calling you to, to eat something, drink something, just give in to it. Just obey your thirst. Have it your way. Just do it. To be able to fight those things and those, those feelings and those thoughts and those emotions uh, th- that arise <clears throat> for God's sake, that that's what's being recognized. Right? And that's not, not the fact that you just didn't eat. Because there's many times, many days for those who get really, really busy that you don't eat. You might even forget to eat. That it's not the fact that there's not a magic potion, it's not mythical or mystical that, okay, I didn't eat for this amount of time, so God's with me. It's not, it wasn't that at all. It's that you, you, you sacrifice. It's that you sacrifice in spite of your body, the cravings that, that, that arose, the, 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 the temptation, the lust, the desires to want to eat something, to want to drink something. You resist it, and that's what the Most High is recognizing, right? That's what's being recognized. And as we go through the rest of this year, God, God forbid we had to be here another year, but if we are, that, again, just like we was going over yesterday, there are different types of fasts that you can partake in. There's food fast. There's, there's, there's water fast. There's, um, in a food fast, where you, you might just fast where you're just drinking all liquids uh, for the day. You're not going to eat any food. You're just going to drink liquids. That's a type of fast. There's a water fast where all you're going to drink is water. There's that, there's that, that type of fast. And as we went over yesterday, there's cosmetic fast. There's alcohol fast. There's um, music fast. There's, uh, what did we tell you yesterday? If I can get the list again now. Yeah, alcohol fast, um, music fast, sex fast. That you're not going to do any sex. Uh, these are the several t- types of fast that you can partake in to just help help you get better self will and self control over 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 yourself. Um, so, in continuing with today's class, I'm asking the brother to go to unless he has anything he wants to expound or or anything or bring out or uh, announce. No, no, I'm 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 good. I'm I'm ready to go wherever you need me to go. All right, cool. So let's go to uh, Matthew chapter four and verse two. Then let's go to the book of Matthew chapter four and verse two. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to get. Uh, an example in the Bible of different people that did fast, right? That that just the same strange things, right? Just not, nothing any, anything strange. Uh, Matthew chapter four and verse two. Con, uh, we're in Matthew chapter four and verse two, and it reads, "And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was after in hunger." All right, cool. So I, I just want to get this here and show that even Christ himself, Yahweh Shai, the Savior, the Messiah. Jesus Christ himself even fasted. Um, being the only begotten Son of God, all right, um, and understanding who he was and, and, and uh, uh, his mission, he still fasted, all right, for as much as, as people want to say, well, ain't nobody perfect. Um, uh, uh, he could do that because he was angelic or whatever. Give me that. Is that Hebrews two fourteen? Give me Hebrews um, two verse fourteen. I'm sorry. 
Well, no, uh, the scripture you're asking for says that he, he it was necessary that he uh, yes. come at brethren, not when you're at. Okay. Uh, Hebrews 2 and 14. Chapter two. It might be fourteen or sixteen. It's one of the two. Uh, no, it's not. Then it might be Hebrews four fourteen. Let me let me see if I can find it also. Yeah, here, here we go. Um, Hebrews chapter 2, start at verse 15. Hebrews chapter 2 and 15? 16, 16. Oh, okay, there it is. Yes, sir. Um, Hebrews 2 and verse 16. Yes, sir. All right, um, and it reads, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. So, it's, again, this is talking about Christ, talking about the Messiah, that for as much as people want to say, well, he was, um, you know, he's the son of God. Um, uh, he, he was an angel. Uh, he could do that because uh, he was perfect. Well, um, here we're, we're, we're reading in the scriptures that it says, verily, he, he took not on him the nature of angels, that he didn't use his, um, um, his spiritual power to, to not have to go through any temptations that we are, to not to not have to um, um, have to deal with the, 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 the lust of the flesh, the thoughts of the minds, what have you. It said he didn't do that. He didn't take on the, the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham and, and, and being born from a woman, having his, his, his earth father, Joseph, impregnate his mother, Mary, and he was born, that he, he, he was made and, and just like we are. Go ahead. 17. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to the Most High, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Cool. So it tells you here that, again, wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made unto his brethren. And how were we made? Right? We were made that our, our parents had sex. There was a biological father, there was a biological mother, and that's how we all got here. Whether they liked each other, they stayed together, um, it was a one-night stand, whatever it might have been, a biological father got with a biological mother, and that's how we all got here. So it says, it behooved Christ to be made unto his brethren. Then it goes on to tell you why. That he says that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, that he had to understand what it is we go through. That if he would have just stayed in his angelic state, he never would have experienced what we experience. He never would know what it's like to have to deal with the lust of the flesh, to have to battle with the thoughts of your mind, have to battle with, with um, the, the habits that a person picks up. 
having to deal with your senses of, 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 of smell, of sight, of hearing, um, having to deal with fear. If he stayed in his angelic body, well, when would Christ ever have to deal with fear, uh, the feeling of, of, of desperation, the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of uh, um, uh, abandonment? If he would stay in his angelic form, he, obviously he would never have felt those things that he might be able to go into the most high on our behalf and say, no, I've experienced this. I know what they're, I know what they're going through. You've got to give him another chance. That the flesh, this is why you know even 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 Paul said, who's going to deliver me from from this wretched body? Who's going to deliver me from 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 this? That we are literally subject to every sensation, to every feeling, to every emotion. We become slaves to it. So it said, it behooves Christ to be made like to us, so that He might be a faithful, um, it's a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, in order to what to make reconciliation. For the sins of the people, that no, Father, I know what they're going through. When, when, when that fear strikes them, when that doubt strikes them, when uh, the things they're going through, they don't understand. When the flesh is really pulling on them, yeah, we, we Christ, Christ even screamed on the cross. One of his, his last things was what, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Christ felt everything that we felt. That we feel Christ felt uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. We were talking about stress. It tells you that, that Christ prayed three times to the Father, not that to go through the crucifixion that he's going to have to face, and that he had him so stressed out that he was literally sweating drops of blood. Now, some of us might have been, been, been so stressed out, we, get, we give ourselves a stress headache. You might get a, a bloody nose. You, you might. I, I, so I'm, I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen, but the amount of stress. Christ was feeling, it says he was sweating blood. So for us to be able to come back and say that it's easy for Christ to do what he did because uh, he's the son of God because um, he was an angel. So he could go through that and not, and not understand what we go through, how, what we feel. You can't tell me that, that anybody has felt the amount of stress that he felt that that amount of stress had him literally sweating Drops of blood. And there is a medical condition that, that I, I forget the name of it, but there is an actual medical con- condition where you sweat blood. The, the, the blood vessels uh, uh, that are next to the sweat glands literally burst. And as you're sweating, as you're going through the, whatever stress you're going through, that blood is literally, you're sweating blood. That's some intense stress. If he was in his angelic power or his angelic form, he wouldn't have felt that stress. When he, I mean, to be so, to get to the point where he's so desperate, he was like, look, y'all get some swords. Man, go fill your garment, get some swords. Look, they ain't going to take me without a fight. That's somebody who's under some stress. Stephen other that, that he, that, that he did not want to have to face the pain of the torture of the of the chastisement that he's got to go through. If he's sitting in his angelic form where he didn't feel no pain, if he was just a robot, he didn't feel no pain, then why why that wouldn't have been no problem. But he didn't go through that. He he took on an a body. He so that he could feel every the, everything that we feel, he feel. Read, reading on uh, verse uh, was it eighteen? 
Yes, sir. Um, Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18, and it reads, For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. So it says, For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted. He is able to secure them that are tempted. That cool. Christ understands what it is we're going through. But now if we go to Hebrews chapter four and verse let's start at verse fourteen. Let's let's go to Hebrews chapter four now, verse fourteen, and pick up and pick up here. Hebrews chapter four and verse fourteen. And it reads, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. All right, a profession, a, a job. We have a duty. Seeing that Christ actually died, rose from the dead, and is sitting on the right hand of the, of the Most High, that if we have that for an example, that he came in a fleshly body, as, as, we, as we're about to read, and Christ was everything that, that we ever get tempted with, fear, doubt, loneliness, um, lust, uh, uh, cravings, hunger, doubt. Christ was hit with every one of the, the same sensations that we get hit with. Every last one. He got, he's, he's been hit with, there's nothing that we can say that we're going through special that Christ ever went through. So this is why I can do what I'm doing. That's why I can be justified in feeling the way I feel and, and I, reacting the way I react because nobody knows the sorrow I'm in. Nobody knows my sorrow. Nobody knows the, seen the trouble that I've seen. Nobody's, stop, no, hell with that. No, guess who has seen it? Yahweh Shai. Come on, when he was born, people were trying to kill him when he was born. Stop. He was, and he was born in the ghetto, the, 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 one of the, the worst ghettos of Nazareth. Na, Nazareth was a ghetto. It, said it was least of all the cities of Judah. So as much as, as we want to get this, 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 this image of Christ being born, um, you know, that he's the son of God, that he was born, in a, you know, with a silver spoon in his mouth, and he had just angelic powers, and he just was just had everything he wanted, and he never had to suffer anything. Whereas me, I'm from the gutter. I'm from the streets. I'm from here. Man, he don't know what it means that let's know where your next meal is coming from. He don't know what it's, what it's like to, to have people want to kill you and, and, and be chasing you. And, and, and be after you, 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 for a person who has that mentality, you're either illiterate or you've never been taught the Bible. And I'm not saying that to, to, to insult anybody. I, I'm, I'm just saying, if you think that you're the only one going through what you're going through, you really don't understand Christ. You don't understand Christ and believe in Christ the way the scriptures describe Christ. You still get this name of Christ from, from a religious point of view or from a, even a comic book point of view that he never had to go through anything. No, no, no. Then, then let us teach you about the real Christ. Let us teach you about Yahweh Shai. That he was born on the run. He had to go. Had, they had to go hide out in Egypt. He didn't have an easy life, and he grew up in the ghetto, and he had brothers and sisters. And when he started teaching, nobody believed him. Like, hold up, ain't this the carpenter's boy? How the hell he where, where he learned all this from? And he come in and, and, and open his Bible up the way he's doing this. Who is this? 
we'll, we'll get into that whole class. We'll, we'll go into the the, the, the the birth of Christ. We'll have to go through that class again and, and really go into the the, 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 uh, the details of that history. But reading on here, uh, if you can read verse 14 again, please, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we're in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast. Let's hold, hold on to, cleave unto our profession, the job that we've been called to do. Reading on. 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He was, he said, the reason he's giving this, this comparison of the high priest who cannot be touched with our infirmities, for the high priest, if it was Aaron, the very first high priest of Israel, Aaron's and his, his lineage, their whole job was to, to offer up sacrifices and once a year on the Day of Atonement go in and, 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 and offer prayers and, and, and sins for the people. But to go through the daily struggles, of, of uh, that everybody else went through, that the rest of the nation went through, Aaron and, and his lineage, they never experienced those things. They never touched those things. They, they, they never touched those things. They were never hit with those things because they were the high priest, right, because they were the high priest. Even in the way they married, um, being the high priest, they had to marry a virgin. Uh, they couldn't marry uh, a divorced woman. Uh, they couldn't wear... Uh, 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 they could marry a widowed woman as long as she was the widow of, a, of another high priest, another son of Aaron. But you couldn't, I mean, they had a very strict lifestyle that, that they lived, that they didn't experience a lot of the things that common folk, the rest of Israel, experienced. Whereas in contrast, though, we have Jesus Christ, who now in every point was tempted like we are. Remember, when you read about Christ, it tells you that even his own brothers didn't believe in him. Yeah, and he didn't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please talk. Don't do that, no, Doc. No, I was. Uh, well, I was uh, adding to what you what you were getting ready to say. Um, that you know, I, I I don't remember exactly what the scripture is, but it does say that um, he he healed many people outside of his home his hometown, but because of the 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 unbelief. In his own hometown, he couldn't. Well, it's not that he couldn't, but he he didn't heal many people because they didn't they didn't believe that the carpenter's son was was the son of of the heavenly father. True. Okay. And that, that's where that's where we get to the, the scripture that says, "A prophet's not without honor, yet within his own house in his own town." That even when he grew up at where people thought they knew him, they didn't believe he was a prophet. And thank you for that one because I forgot about that one. But I was referring to right before he went the the right before the the the, the Passover, the last Passover, that even his own brothers were because um, he knew the Jews wanted to kill him. The the Pharisees and Sadducees, the high priests, they wanted to kill him. So he was he was kind of he was hiding out. And they said, look, if you really are the Christ and you are this man, go ahead and go go to the go go be seen by everybody. And the scripture says specifically, I'm going, to go, I'm going to go and find it, but it says specifically that, let me, let me see if I can get this real quick. Well, read, this, read this last verse one more time, Mike, and, and expound on it, and let me find this other scripture. 
Um, 16? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Um, Hebrews chapter 4, and verse 16, and it reads, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to to help in time of need. I mean, the, the, one, the one you just read, the one you just read. Okay, uh, 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched the feeling our, I'm sorry, with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So, um, I mean, basically, this this is confirmation um, that no one has an excuse because the reason that it was necessary, this is the reason it was necessary, going back to um, the scripture in, in uh, Hebrews 2 and 14, that it behooved him, meaning if you look at the definition of uh, behooved, it means necessary. It was necessary to him that he came exactly as his brethren, being born just like, you know, through the seed of, of, of Abraham, like through, through compilation, through, um, to be a man, because, you know, we were, we was going to try to make an excuse and say, well, uh, he's the son of, son of the most high, he's the son of God, and, and he had spiritual powers, and, and, and um, it was easy for him, but this this scripture saying that he was tempted on all points as as um, Michelle was looking down, he went through all the temptations that that we as men all go through. And 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 also the thing about it is is he went through it without without sin. So I mean basically what the scripture is is the understanding is that he was giving us the the the, the secure um, the secure uh, uh, confidence that we that we can go through this. We we can go through the suffering, and and we need to stop making excuses for for our sins. Saying, well, you know, like the song that Shabbat <laughs> has got us singing, uh, nobody knows. Well, you know, that's not. That's not correct, according to the scripture, um, for he was tempted on all points, all points, like as we are, yet without sin. So um, the excuse of, well, he was, you know, an angelic force, or he came as an angel, or a superhero, or ready-made, the whole, you know, the that, that whole... Um, argument that, you know, some of our people are going to still, you know, still try to use, you know, and, and it's it's even used with the, you know, with the with the the story of uh of uh immaculate the immaculate conception, you know, the which is the main which is the main reason why our people want to believe that, you know, that he was born you know, of of an angelic force, and not a as a as a human being, as a as a Israelite, uh, Judite, in the ghetto, 
on top of that. So he, you know, he was tempted on all points, fear, sadness, depression, um, lust, all, all of those emotions, uh, you know, he he was born with the with the with the ability to react off of impulse. He just didn't, and it was necessary that he came just came on this earth just like we did to to one relate to to us on what we we go through to show us that we could, and to also lay out the blueprint for us to follow. And, and and get to the get to the right side of, of the heavenly father also. Okay. Um <laughs> Damn, I can't find it. Um which one are you looking for? It, it tells you that his, his brothers didn't believe in him. Um, I think it's uh, John 7 and 5. Uh, read that. Six. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, if we start at uh, 7 and 1, it says, After these things, we are in uh, St. John 7 and 1. After these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. That's now, it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Kind. Come on, uh, Two, uh, two better than one, for sure. <laughs> kind. So let me start at the top again. Okay. Um, so we're St. John uh, chapter 7 and verse 1. Right. And it reads, after these things, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. So now, now if, if Christ was angelic, had angelic power, if he, if he was um, uh, a member of the, of the Avengers, why would he be worried about <laughs> walking in, 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 in... <laughs> Why would he be worried about walking in in in, in, in uh, where people are trying to kill him? That that wouldn't be a worry. Matter of fact, if he had his if he always walked around with his angelic power, then why would he tell the disciples to to and, and he wasn't dealing with the stresses the same type of stresses that we deal with? Then why would he say before crucifixion, um, sell your garments and get you a sword? Just trying to to relate to. He had, he felt everything that we feel. And if he had just stayed in his angelic power, just had spiritual power, then why would he feel? Why would he feel what he felt? And why would he say the things he said? Obviously, he felt all the things that we would have to experience to show us how to get through it, to show us how, to, how, how that he did feel the same things we feel. But how did he deal with it? When he had somebody trying to kill him, did, did he, well, he just, uh, uh, again, I need to get me a sword. I'm going to meet these niggas. 
You know what? Oh, oh, so it's going to be some gunplay? Clap, clap, that's what we're doing? <laughs> yo, yo, Peter, uh, what, what do you call that damn thing? Go get the burner. Because we about to no, go. <laughs> go get the burner. <laughs> now, I, I got some for you. We're going to light these niggas up. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, Tim, yo, yo, Thomas. Pop the wagon. <laughs> well, right. Don't make me go pop the trunk. Right, and right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to my Chevy, I'm going and go pop the trunk. <laughs> I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. <laughs> Come on. I, I <laughs> this ain't how he rolled, man. But why? He had to feel every last thing we feel. You know what, what it's like, brother? Said, I, I miss the Avengers, but for those who might uh, ever kept up with the comics um, with Thor, you know, I remember that the reason Thor was banished from Asgard to Earth is because of his arrogance and his pride. Not saying that Christ was arrogant and pride, prideful, but his father Odin sent him to Earth so that he could learn some humility. He had to learn humility because Thor. In, in Asgard, oh, Thor was was the man, and he was he got very arrogant. He he was the top of all the gods, the god of thunder. He couldn't be told a damn thing. He got very arrogant, very prideful. But Odin had to send him to Earth for him to learn some humility. And those who might be able to keep up with Thor in, in the comic books, not the Marvel universe, they didn't really show the, the MCU, but through the comic books, Thor had to come to Earth and really be humbled to where even when when um, in, in his earth form, uh, as I think it was Dr. Blake was his name, he had to use a cane. That the, that Mjolnir, that until he tapped Mjolnir on the on the, uh, the the cane on the ground and transformed into into uh, Thor, that no, in his human form he was weak. He literally had to walk, he had a he had a limp and had to walk with a cane, because he had to experience being humble and experience what it's like to to go around without his superpowers. Was the same thing for us, or same thing for Christ, that he had to experience everything that we experience. He had to go through everything, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not detracting from his divinity at all. Uh, matter of fact, I, this is added to his divinity, that, that he came from, the angel, from, from being an angel, standing at the right hand of God, to human form, and literally experienced every sensation that we experience, but that we just read in Hebrews, yet he was without sin. So let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. And, and thank you for finding the scripture for me. Where we at? Tom, we're in uh, St. John chapter 7 and verse 2. And it reads, uh, Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself Seek it to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. That, that when I first read this, 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 I mean, this put me on the floor. Christ's own brothers. For as much as we got this, 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 this picture, that Christ from birth, he he never walked. He just glided because of his angelic power. That that. He just—he <laughs> never touched the ground. Wow. 
that that that's the, almost the image that they they want to give us, and, and that that him walking on water um, with the disciples uh, during the storm that was the first time that Christ even oh. as a baby, you know that he was he was Superman, and and just had all this power and had to, had to really just you know he had like a Clark Kent type dad and had to hide it. Stop. That is that, that he could bend still and he had to be careful if he sneezed because he he might he might blow a city away. <laughs> so I gotta get the phone call real quick. All right, cool, um, not a problem, not a problem. All right. That this this, this this is the image they want to leave us of Christ that, that is totally based on mysticism and mystical, being mystical. Is not is not reading Christ and believing on Christ as the scriptures describe. That here we're seeing that in verse five, Saint John chapter seven verse five, for neither did his brethren believe in him, his blood brothers. His actual blood brothers did not believe in him. So that's goes to show that he wasn't always walking around just healing and, and touching and doing miracles and making sure the crops came in and doing this that, and the third. He was the son of a carpenter. He worked. Blood, sweat, tears. So, so, sore joints, sore muscles. Uh, uh, knowing how it feels after a hard day's work, having to uh, uh, still go to the temple. After a hard day's work, Having to uh, um, still give thanks and praise to the Most High, working a very blue collar lifestyle, construction, and if we at this point now, as we're reading in Saint John chapter seven verse five, that his own brothers didn't believe in him, but we believe on Christ, where the Scripture says, and, and see that no, Christ went through everything that we went through, and that, that's my whole point. For uh, us reading uh, Matthew chapter four verse two, that even Christ fasted. All right, that and, and it wasn't because he he had this angelic spiritual power. That 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 no, he was he he went through everything we've gone through. And we're not going to finish reading. Uh, we're not going to read further into Matthew chapter four. But if y'all are familiar with, with Matthew chapter four, I'm going to read verse two one more time. It says, and when he had uh, fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. We see that Christ fasted for actual 40 days and 40 nights. And afterward, he was a hungry. And what was the temptation that, that, that the, uh, Satan came to him with? If you're hungry, use your power to turn these rocks into bread. Justify. Justify you using your power, taking matters in your own hand. You know you're hungry. You know you feel it. It's been 40 days. It's been 40 nights. You know how you feel. You know how, how, how desperate you feel. Go ahead, take matters in your own hands, and feed your appetite. Just do it. Obey your thirst. He didn't do that. He, he, he fought those thoughts. He fought that temptation with a, with, a, with a scripture. But it tells you that even Christ fasted. That's the point I wanted to get to. All right? Even Christ fasted. So for us to go and, and, and to fast, that's, that's not demonic. For to, to be asked to deny your appetite, and not just if it's a food appetite, whatever appetite you might have, to deny those things for the Lord's sake, to deny those things for God's sake, that, that's, not, that's not a bad thing. All right? That's not a bad thing. From there, uh, we're going to go to Ezra, the book of Ezra. Uh, chapter 8, verse 23, the book of Ezra, 
chapter 8, verse 23. All right, now we're going to the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse 23, and it says, uh, So we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. Again, just getting straight to the point, uh, you can go back and read the whole chapter if you, if, if, um, uh, at, at your leisure about what was taking place. But here we have an example uh, during the time of Ezra that the whole nation came together, and that's just the fast of, of, uh, of the Day of Atonement. But we realized that, that, that we did wrong. And during the time of Ezra, the wrong that had been taking place was we had forsaken God so much and, and, and got into so many interracial marriages uh, that we forgot about the priesthood, we forgot about the law, we forgot about everything. And then the, the, law, the law was found, and, and we read the laws of Moses that were given to us, and we realized that we've been doing wrong, that we've been living uh, lifestyles totally based on just how we felt, totally based on just how, on what, what pleased ourselves. And so in asking God to forgive us and to be on our side, we came together as a nation here in Ezra, chapter 8, verse 23, it says, so we fasted and besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. So when we united in a fast, the Lord, was, he listened to us. Right? When we came together and we all united in a fast, the nation of Israel, the Lord, the Lord heard our prayers then. We was going over yesterday and the day before yesterday how that our sins and our actions and the things we do in following our own lusts and following our own appetites and, and following our own desires, that we get God to, to turn again away from us, that God ain't going to hear us, that, that when we're just so stuck on what we want and, and, and we come back with cute little sayings like, God knows my heart, God, God knows what I want, so I can follow this, and I'm going to go after this, and I'm going to pursue this, I'm going to pursue my dreams, I'm going to pursue the thing I want to do, I'm going to pursue the desire of my own heart, that that, that can get to such a desperate state in such a wicked state that God literally turns his back on us. God is not, and not listening to any of our prayers. It's just not going to happen. So here, when we came together as a nation and we fasted, then God started to hear our prayers. We humbled ourselves. All right? We showed some self-restraint. We showed some discipline. We showed some, some um, uh, we afflicted our, our souls for how much, whatever we, we might have been craving. And it got to the point where well, whatever cravings you might have had, not, again, not just a food craving, just in, 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 in the comforts of, of, of life that we got so used to, that we went ahead and we sacrificed those things, and in doing those things together, and in praying together, God heard us as a, as a nation. That was during the time of Ezra, okay? Now, let's go to the New Testament. Let's get a, a reference to the same, something similar in the New Testament. Let's go to the book of Acts in the New Testament, the book of Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. All right, let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 13 and verse 2. The book of Acts, chapter 13 and verse 2. And it says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work. One and two, I have called them. Now, what I like about this right here is, just getting to the point, I'm just going straight to the point about in this, in this verse right here, that here we see the disciples that were in Antioch, they came together and they fasted before going, uh, doing the service of the Most High. That before the Holy Spirit would speak to them, 
it was required that they fasted. And then the God was able to show them, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want these two to do. Now I'm going to show you the work you're supposed to, that you're supposed to get done. That, it's going to be hard for us to do the work that God wants us to do if we always got stuck on our mind what we want to do. It's going to, it's going to, it, it, it's going to be hard to hear God giving instruction of what we should do when it's in my heart, it's in my mind, uh, it's, it's, it's in my head, so strong about what I want to do, about what I want to get done. We're not going to hear God. All right? We're not going to hear God. Matter of fact, let's go to First Corinthians chapter 2. Let's go to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, and I'm in verse 14. All right, 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 14. 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, and it says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. But we're in our natural state. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just living me. I'm just doing me. Is it just who I naturally am? I'm just doing me. I'm following what I want. I'm eating what I want. I'm doing what I want. I watch what I want. I'm I'm just doing me. I'm, I'm doing those things that 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 I'm into. I'm doing the things that I like. Cause I'm a grown I'm, I'm a grown person. Um, um, this, this is me. And if you don't accept me for who I am and what I like to do, well, you you can keep it moving uh, to the left, to the left, or whatever. That I'm doing me. That this I'm doing the things that I naturally like. Well, it tells you that the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. That when we're just doing what we naturally feel, we're not going to see the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. We ain't going to be able to hear it. Reading on, reading on in verse 14, it says, For they are foolishness unto him. That when God is talking, the Holy Spirit is talking, I'm not going to be able to hear it because it's going against how I naturally operate. I guess the things that I naturally do. I guess the things that, that, that give me pleasure. About the things that I want and that I like to do. That I'm not going to hear what God's talking about because whatever God's talking about is going to be foolish because it's going to require me to not follow the things that please me. It's requiring me to put down my dreams, my goals, my aspirations. It's requiring me now to, in serving God, I can't serve myself. So the natural man is going to think that the things of God are foolish. What do you mean going to fast? What do you mean going to fast for food, drink? Okay, fasting from alcohol? Why, I'm over 21. Fasting from sex? I'm a grown-ass man. I'm a grown-ass woman. What do you mean fast from sex? Abstain from sex? Uh, hell no. What do you mean abstain or, 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 or um, going to fast of, of, of cosmetics? What are you talking about? I'm not doing that. Because people think I'm ugly. People think I'm, I'm, I'm um, uh, they'll look at me strange. They'll look at me weird. I'm not doing nothing like that. Why doesn't God want me to feel good about myself? In those mentality, a natural man is going to think the things of God are foolish. I can't cater to the things that I like. I can't cater to the things that I want. I'm going to read verse 14 again. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually concerned. 
And we already read, we read yesterday, Romans chapter 7, verse 14. Let me slow down a little bit. Remember, brothers and sisters, we read yesterday, Romans chapter 7, verse 14, which told us that the law is spiritual. So it tells you here that the things of God, the natural man cannot know the things of God. It's just because they are spiritually uh, discerned. You got to be already doing God's law if you want to understand how God does things. You got to already doing the things that he wants, how he wants. If you're going to start to understand what he's talking about. But for the most part, we live by how we want to, what we think is good. So we miss out on a lot of things that God's be talking about. We don't get it. Okay? So for man, coming back now to Acts chapter 13, verse 2. All right, returning back now to Acts chapter 13, verse 2, it says, uh, And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Spirit said, Separate uh, me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work, one and two, I have called them. So again, we're seeing that that here, Barnabas and Saul, you know, Paul, Barnabas becoming, uh, Paul, Saul becoming Paul, yeah, for the disciples that were at Antioch, in order to, to, to get the next, make, understand the next move they need to make, and made directed by God, what did they have to do? They were fasting. They was going through a, a period of self-denial. They was going through a period of self-restraint. They're going through a period of not catering to their pleasures, to their comforts, to their conveniences. And in so doing, that's when it was revealed, revealed with, Paul and, uh, with Barnabas and Saul, and Saul what work they had to do, what was going to be the next step. But they had to fast. All, right? the, the, all the disciples that were there had to fast. They were in Antioch. All right, from there. We're going to the Apocrypha, brothers and sisters. Now we're going to the book of the Apocrypha. Now we're going to go to the book of the Apocrypha. To the book of Judas, chapter 4, verse 13. To the book of Judas, chapter 4, verse 13. All right. In the Apocrypha. In the Apocrypha. All right. To the book of Judas, chapter 4, verse 13. And it reads, So God heard their prayers and looked upon their afflictions. For the people fasted many days in all Judea and Jerusalem, before the sanctuary of the Lord Almighty. I love this, I love this, this, this scripture here. I love the history being brought out in this scripture right here. So the Most High heard our prayers and looked upon our afflictions. Why? Why did God hear our prayers and why did God look upon our afflictions? For the people fasted many days in all Judea and Jerusalem. If we want God to acknowledge and see, and we want to get his attention. What do we got to do? We got to come together as, as a nation, as, as a people, united. We got to fast. If we want the Father, a lot of times, brother says, I'll be honest. There'll be, there'll be periods that that I don't pray to the Father. I, I don't I don't pray at all. Because I, I really don't think I'm going to be heard. There's times where I feel like praying is just why. What 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 good what, what good is it to pray? That that I'm I'm, I'm just stuck here. That there's times in, in, in my in my head in my mind, I'm like, 
if, well, God already knows what I need before I even ask for it. So why even ask for it if he already knows? If he's not going to give it to me, then why am I going to go ask him when he already knows? I'll be in my own little temper tantrum uh, that I'm going through. But even now as, as, as reading this scripture here, it says, so God heard their prayers and looked upon uh, their afflictions for the people fasted many days. This, 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 the, the, what resonates to me about this scripture right now is a lot of times when I don't feel like praying, I'm caught up in my own feelings. I'm thinking about things that I want and can't have. I'm, 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 I'm stuck in a misery that the things I want, I have where, and for the most part, I want to have control of something, and I feel like I'm not in control. I feel like other people control me more, circumstances control me more, situations control me more. There's, I'm just at a point where I just got no control. I, can't, I don't have a say-so in anything. And it'd be in those times that I, 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 I want to feel like I'm in control of something. So I'm, I'm going to taste my comforts. It might be a food comfort. No, I'm diabetic, but I'm, I'm just going on a chocolate binge. I'm going on a chocolate binge, and, or I'm going on a sweet tea binge. Knowing my sugar and my, and my diabetes is, 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 is bad. But because I want to I'm in control of something. I'm going into a, 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 a I'm, 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 I'm chasing food. I'm chasing, I'm chasing candy. I'm, I'm chasing junk food because of my need to want to feel comfort, because of my need to want to, want to ease the pain, or, or to be in control of something. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to be embarrassed to admit it. Well, I am embarrassed, but just to be, be transparent, pornography. That I want to be in control of something. And yes, I'm choosing to watch pornography. I'm choosing to, to like what I'm seeing. Because I'm going through so much stress. I'm going through so much whatever. I choose, I'm choosing that this is what's going to give me some comfort. That I'm in control of this. It's something that's giving me control. If it's not for pornography, it'll, it'll be... I'm just caught up into the, the streaming services, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime, Netflix. Um, we have Roku. So from Roku channel to, to um, stars, and then, you know, uh, my fallback for everything, fmovies.to, that I can literally watch everything. I can binge watch everything. But why? It gives me a sense of control because I, everything else in my life, I feel so out of control. And when I'm in those type of mindsets, when I've got that really going on, just when the scriptures, God's not hearing me then. So I figure it's it, uh, uh, it's futile for me to now to to to, to want to go pray, or to pray to God, because I'm not gonna get what I want anyway. I'm just gonna stuff. I'm that I'm not gonna get anything. It's not gonna happen. It's it's gonna be a waste of time. These are some of the things that, that I experience. Right? I'm not saying I'm, I'm the only one experiencing these things, but these are some of the things I experience. And it's because I don't want to show any self-restraint. I don't want, I don't want to show any self-control. I don't want to submit. I don't want to be humbled. 
But reading the scripture right here again, Judas chapter four, uh, Judas, Judas chapter four verse thirteen in the Apocrypha. So the Most High created. So I'm sorry. So so the Most High heard their prayers and looked upon their affliction. For the people fasted many days in all Judea and Jerusalem before the sanctuary of the Lord Almighty. So the Lord will look upon our affliction after we do some fasting. Whatever it is that might be going on, if we want to get the most of our attention, that this is how important fasting is. All right? Showing some type of self-restraint. Showing some type of discipline. Showing some, some type of, of, of restraint. Okay, I got that one. I'm getting some text here, so give me one second, y'all. All right, don't need that one. All right, cool. All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. All right, so that was Judas, chapter 4, verse 13. Now let's go to Matthew, chapter 17. Now let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 17 now. Uh, I'm going to start with 15. The book of Matthew, chapter 17, and we're going to read verses 15 through 21. The book of Matthew, chapter 17, verses 15 through 21. And it says, Lord, have mercy upon, upon my son, for he is a lunatic. And we read this the other day. I'm, so I'm going to go through this kind of quick. Um, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic and sore vexed. Now, for oftentimes he falls into the fire and off into, into the water. And I brought him to, unto thy disciples, and they could not heal him. Then Jesus answered and said, uh, said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And Jesus rebuked. Uh, the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was, was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to, to Jesus apart and said, Why should that we cast him out? And Jesus said unto, unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you had the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto uh, this mountain, Move hence to yonder place, and it shall be moved. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind of this kind goes not out but by prayer and fasting. We, we went over this the other day. We went over this the other day, so I'm not going to really find it again. But there are certain things that cannot be overcome if we're not going to fast. If we're not going to sacrifice something in, in, within ourselves, if we're not going to show some type of self-restraint, some self-denial, there are certain things that are just not going to be overcome because we keep feeding our own pleasures. We keep feeding our own mind, our own ego, whatever you want to call it. We keep justifying our own actions. That there's going to be some things that we're just not going to be able to overcome because we're not praying and fasting. And if we're not fasting, it's kind of hard for to get God on your side to hear your prayers. If a person is so caught up into just pursuing the things that they want, it's hard for God to hear your prayer. So the, the prayer is good with prayer and fasting. All right? Now, in dealing with fasting, in dealing with, with fasting, 
Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 6 and start at verse 16. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 6 and we'll start at verse 16 through 18. The book of Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. <clears throat> now, this is, again, this is Christ speaking to us. It says, Marvel, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad continent, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in, which is in secret, and thy father which and thy father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. So we're given some great instructions from Christ. Christ also fasted, right? And he given this this instruction to the disciples. When you fast, don't be like don't be a hypocrite and make sure everybody knows that you're fasting. If it's a food fast, like we, like we just came out of the, the, the Day of Atonement, the only mandatory fast that's given in the law, all right, that in going through it, don't make sure you tear your face up uh, and, and walk around um, uncomfortable, walk around um, irritated, walk around hangry, so that everybody knows, hey, what's wrong with you? What, what's going on? What's happening? What's wrong? He said, as soon as you, basically, as soon as you get that reaction from, from people, you just got your reward. You want somebody to see that you want to be the victim. You want to make sure people see and know that you're going through something. You just got to let it be known that I'm going without, that I'm suffering, that I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm showing some self-restraint. I'm showing some self-denial. But I got to make sure everybody knows that I'm going through this. Christ said, as soon as they do that, you got your reward. Whatever reward you was looking for from, from the Most High, from Christ, you just threw it away. That you had to make sure people saw what you was going through and get some self pity, get some some some. Oh man, you you you're. Uh, are you doing it for 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 the most high for Christ? Oh man, you you. Oh, I feel for you. As soon as they, people give you those reactions, whatever reward or blessing that, that God has for you. You just threw that away because obviously you wanted people to see. You wanted to be the victim. Man, I'm on this fast. Man, I can't listen to music uh, for, for a whole month. Oh, my God, and I'm dying. You know how much I like music, but I got to do, do it for the Lord. I got to do it for Jesus. As soon as, you, as, as soon as you tear your face up like that and let people know how much you're suffering behind, you're giving up music for Jesus, you just got your reward. Whatever pat on the back they give you or whatever whatever they say, you just got your reward. You might as well go ahead and start, if, if in that case, go ahead and start listening to music right there, right there. Because God and Christ ain't dealing with it no more. You got to make sure somebody knows that, you're, that you are showing self-restraint. You got to make sure people know that you're going through something. You just got to let it be known. You, gotta, you have to just speak your truth. Okay. Instead of this being between you and God, privately, you got to make sure everybody knows what you're going through and how you're suffering. The minute that, that that's done, 
Christ and the Most High, they start recognizing your fast right there and right there. That you really weren't trying to get closer to Christ and the Most High. You were still after something for you. It was still being done out of selfishness. If that's the case, again, the minute that you make sure everybody knows you're going through something and, and you have to just announce it, you might as well go ahead and eat or, or partake in whatever it is you, you were fasting from because you just made it null and void in the eyes of Christ and the Most High. All right? That was Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. Now we're going to go to the, again, back to the Apocrypha. We're going to go back to the Apocrypha to the book of Tobit. All right, we're going to go back to the Apocrypha to the book of Tobit. Chapter 12 and verse 8. We're going to the book of Tobit. Chapter 12 and verse 8. The book of Tobit. Chapter 12 and verse 8. In the Apocrypha, right? In the Apocrypha. And this, this, these are the instructions left here. Prayer is good with fasting. And alms and righteousness. A little with righteousness is better than much with unrighteousness. It is better to give alms than to lay up gold. Prayer is good with fasting. If you're going to pray to the Messiah, it's good, to make, it's good that you, you're doing a fast. Now, it's good that, you, that you're doing a fast, that you're showing some type of self-restraint, self-denial, and something that your prayers might be heard. And again, I know I get to the point where I, I feel that prayer is is not going to work. Just being honest with y'all. But that's because I be caught in my own feelings. That's because I be caught up into the things I want and I figure I'm, I don't have, um, I'm lacking, um, I'm incomplete, uh, that, you know what, God ain't going to give it to me anyway. I'm just going to, I'm just saying to just suffer anyway, so why pray? Ain't going to do no good. I can't ever have no good anyway. I can't ever have what I want. So why even ask for it? Why, 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 why set myself up for the okie doke? Why set myself up for to, just to be let down? Those very thoughts is what's going to make sure God ain't hearing me. Those very thoughts. In the Apocrypha, let me check your finances. It, 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 the description just came to my mind. Let's go to, come on, computer. All right. Um, Ooh, sometimes I really hate technology. And I hate that my mind is, is foggy and my memory is not as sharp as it used to be. Um, jealousy. Brothers and sisters, please join me in. We're, we're in the apocrypha already, if you're following along. 
Let's go to uh, Wisdom of Solomon now, chapter 1. I'm going to start verse 9. Just trying try to get straight to the point. Going to the book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 1, I'm going to start verse 9. All right? And it's coming behind uh, the thought of, of uh, why pray for ask for anything? I'm not going to get it. Um, why, why, uh, well, good. Why, why ask for anything good? I'm just going to be let down. Yeah, why should I ask for anything that I want and, 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 or whatever? Because um, I'm just going to be disappointed. Or I'm fasting, and I got to make sure everybody knows that I'm sacrificing, that, I, that, I, that I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself through some type of self-denial, and I'm just miserable. And I need somebody to relate to my pain. I need somebody to, to understand and feel um, uh, misery loves company. I got to make sure somebody understands and feels my misery. And I just got to speak my truth. And those type of thoughts that, 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 that we have and that we experience. Let's remember this here. Wisdom of Solomon chapter 1, I'm, I'm starting at verse 9. It says, for inquisition shall be made into the counsels of the ungodly. This, meaning, this be a, inquisition is like a, a trial, an interrogation. All right? That God is going, this, is going to make an interrogation about the counsel or the thoughts of the ungodly. And the sound of his words uh, shall come unto the Lord for a manifestation of his wicked deeds. And the sound of his words shall come unto the Lord for the manifestation of his wicked deeds. Yeah, but we got all these crazy thoughts. God, God is listening to that. Not just the thoughts. Not just the thoughts. When we have all these crazy words. Every word, every idle word that we speak is going to be judged. The thoughts can come, but do I make, am I making sure I speak to them so somebody can hear it? So somebody can know that I get a little attitude. Somebody can know that I'm upset. I'm throwing a temper, temper tantrum. That I'm, I'm going through it. So somebody's got to hear. Somebody's going to hear me. The thoughts can hit the head. They hit Christ's head. But it says he was, he was without sin. So I'm not saying that just having the thoughts makes you wicked, makes us wicked or off. If I act on it, and then I speak it. Reading on uh, verse ten, it says, "For the ear of jealousy heareth all things, and the noise of murmurings is not hid. Therefore, beware of murmuring." Verse eleven. Therefore, beware of murmuring, which is unprofitable. And reframe your tongue from backbiting. For, for there is no word so secret that shall go that shall go for not. And the mouth that belieth slayeth the soul. So, just and give me that right there. I understand how, how there can be times when, again, reading these scriptures. That prayer is good with fasting. That there's those times when I don't feel like praying because I'm really caught up into my own thoughts and my own pleasures, uh, pleasure seeking. And I'm only caught up into what I want. And get to the point where, why should I pray? I'm, I'm just going to be let down. I'm just going to be disappointed. 
Why ask for anything? I never get any, I never get anything I want anyway. So never mind. I'm not even gonna do it. But I speak those words and I let those words, you know, really come out. And then I make sure everybody knows that. Okay, I'm I'm gonna try this because I want I want this. I want a new car. So I'm 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 gonna fast. But I, I doubt it's gonna do any good. I doubt it's gonna. I'm gonna get what I want because this, this car. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get that because, you know. I don't get nothing. I, I never get anything I want anyway. I, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, uh, I, I never get anything good. Is there anything wrong with a person just wanting to have something for themselves? Is there anything wrong with me just want, wanting to have some, some good for me? Is that so bad? But I'm going to go ahead and go into this fast because I have to. When I let those thoughts and those words consume consume me, I know for myself it's hard to pray because now I got to show some more self-restraint. I got to show some more self-discipline. I got to sacrifice more of myself. I got to go into a fast. And I don't want to. I don't want to. This is why Tobit was instructing his son, prayer is good with fasting and alms and righteousness. So prayer is good with fasting and giving alms and doing right by the Most High. That's when our prayers are made good. That's why I know the Most High will hear our prayers, my prayers even, when I'm fasting, I'm giving alms, and I'm doing right by God. Now my prayers are being heard. Did I be read in Ezra? Did I be read in the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse 23? Did I be read in Acts, chapter 13, verse 2? Prayers go with fasting. And the most I will hear our prayers when we fast. All right? Let's go uh, to Joel or Joel. All right? Uh, the book of Joel or Joel, however, whatever part of the country you're from, whatever English you speak. The book of Joel, uh, chapter 2, verse 12. The book of Joel. Chapter 2 and verse 12, the book of Joel, Joel, chapter 2 and verse 12. It says, therefore also, therefore also know, said the Lord, uh, turn you even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. All right? This was this from the Most High. This from the Lord. Therefore also, uh, therefore also know, therefore also now. Now, said the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart. And we understand with all your mind. As we went over the definition of heart, some of the definitions of heart was about your, your passion and your appetites of, what you're, of what's coming from your mind. Let my passion and my appetite be on the most high. Let my passion and my appetite be on what the Lord has a passion appetite for. And it says, and let me turn to the Lord with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. But remember, in private. I got to make sure everybody sees and knows I'm going through this. Let me do it in private. It says, fasting, uh, fasting required uh, self-denial is needed to show God you're serious, to show God we're serious. 
I got to give up something to show God I mean it. I can't just be weeping and crying, throwing a temper tantrum for God to hear me, and then now he's supposed to go ahead and now give me what I want because I'm throwing a temper tantrum. If, if, if I'm not fasting, if I'm not showing some type of self-restraint, I'm not showing, myself, showing some type of self-denial, I'm, I'm wasting a lot of time. I'm wasting a lot of time. All right. <clears throat> Let's go to the book of Daniel. All right. Let's go to the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 3. The book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 3. The book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 3. And it says, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Now, we know how the type of relationship God had with Daniel. All right. And we understand even the position, the, the political position Daniel had achieved uh, in the Babylonian Empire with Nebuchadnezzar. They also transferred to, to his position with, with Darius upon the, uh, uh, the Persian Media Empire. We understand that. We, we're, we're familiar with that. If not, just go back and read. Go back and read the book of Daniel. But even for the position that Daniel was in, and for the, the 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 things that God revealed to Daniel, um, the prophecies from Daniel chapter two, the prophecies of Daniel chapter seven, um, the wisdom, knowledge, understanding that Daniel had, him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had over all the other wise men and, and scribes uh, uh, in the kingdom of, in the Babylonian kingdom. What did even Daniel? The great prophet Daniel, what'd he do? Well, we got Christ. You can't get, you get, can't get greater or higher than Christ. But here we have another man like us, a man who, by the way, was a eunuch, if you all remember. Didn't have any sex. No sex. All right? That Daniel, and wanted to get the, even the most, more than the most high's attention, he fasted. So Daniel chapter 9, verse 3, again, it says, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Um, for us as Israelites, we know we have our beautiful garments that was made out of, out of all types of fabrics and, and, and jewelry and jewels and, 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 and um, um, just, just elaborate, uh, magnificent uh, uh, clothing. But as a sign of, of being humble, we would put on sackcloth, sackcloth that was obviously not silk, Obviously, it wasn't uh, 100% Egyptian cotton. It was, it was very, it's like burlap, right? It's very, very abrasive on the skin that we didn't come to God in our comforts. When we really want to get God's attention, you can't make sure you're comfortable. And then we come to the most high. That, that, that. And you read many times throughout, throughout the scriptures how when, when we was wanted to get the most eyes' attention, we would take off our garments and we would put on sackcloth when we really wanted the most eyes' attention. And I'm not looking at the technicalities of the sackcloth as much as the understanding of, of the sackcloth being you weren't comfortable. It wasn't about you being in your comfort and in, in, in your convenience. And now I'm going to pray to the Most High. No, no, uh-uh. It says, um, 
And I set my face, again, Daniel chapter 9, verse 3, and I set my face again, on, on, I set my face unto the Lord, the Lord God, to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And instead of making sure I look my best, that that I gotta get all that Dan had to get all dolled up and all 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 all, all beautiful. And he put ashes on his head so that. And remember, he, he prayed in, in 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 private. All this be done in private. This ain't be done in public for everybody to see. This was done in private. They even put ashes on on his head then. That I'm not trying to come at you looking my best, feeling my best, that it's about me. That, that's, that's not how we, we got the most high's attention. That I got to come to the most high dripping with my jewelry, dripping with, with the, the, the best garment I got in my closet so that now he can hear me. Now he can recognize it's me. No, that, that's not how we did things. So it says to get the most high's attention, we get the most high's attention with prayer and fasting, humility. Most high gives grace to who? To humble. So, and I humble my soul with fasting. I humble myself with that self-denial, with that self-restraint. And in doing those things, this is how we can help make, it, make sure God is hearing our prayers. It's important that we're fasting, though, that we're showing some type of self-denial, some type of self-sacrifice. All right. Daniel chapter 9 verse 4 now. Daniel chapter 9 verse 4. And it says, And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant uh, and mercy to them that love him and do keep his commandments. So not only was, was Daniel praying and fasting, in his prayer he did what? He confessed his faults. First, he confessed what he was doing wrong in the eyes of God. He didn't come with a checklist of all that he's been doing, how great he is, and all that he's been going through, and he deserves something. Dan didn't come that way. Dan took off all his, 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 his fancy garments, put on the sackcloth, he was already fasting, come to the Most High in prayer, and then upon his prayer, he wasn't asking for anything. He had to confess where he was going wrong. Daniel, the great Daniel, had to show the Most High where he was wrong, that he's not the victim. Now, the reason God should hear me is because I'm a victim, because I don't get the things that I want. Even Daniel couldn't come that way. And remember, brothers and sisters, and reminding myself, reminding, reminding us, it says that the things written aforetime were written for what? Our learning. That's Romans, Romans chapter 15, verse 4. These are the type of things that we're supposed to be learning from. Not marking off a bucket list of how great I am and all the great things you've done for the most high, and that's why I deserve to have this, that, or the third. And because I don't have these things, God, I'm, I'm upset, and I'm, I'm coming to you, and I'm trying to rub this Bible like a genie in the bottle that you're probably going to give me the things that I want, the things that I'm after.
Reading on with Daniel chapter 9. Reading on with Daniel chapter 9. We're going to read 9 through 14. I'm going to just read it through. And y'all, y'all forgive me, I am struggling a little bit. Let me see if I can pull this up on my, on my Bible app with, with the computer. All right, here we go. Daniel. The font is a little big on my computer, so give me a second to pull it up. What I've been reading from is reading from the, the Word document of the scripture I've been put, I've, I've put together. And that's getting a little bit blurry. And I'm not saying this guy need anybody's pity or what have you. Um, just give me an explanation why, why there might be a little bit dead space here in the, uh, on the broadcast. Uh, going to the book of Daniel, chapter 9. We're going to start at verse 5. And we're going to read through uh, verse 14. Let me, let me check it again just to make sure. Right. We're in the book of Daniel now, chapter 9. We start at verse 5. Let me blow this font up a little bit. Now, in this prayer, and in, in Daniel confessing, we're going to read about some of this, okay? In, in this prayer with Daniel, um, he prayed with, he, he, he was seeking the Most High. He prayed to the Most High, but prayer and supplication. He was fasting. He put on sackcloth, um, uh, um, doused himself in ashes, and then he was confessing to the Most High first. So in Daniel chapter 9, verse 5, we're going to read from there. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have, uh, and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. That, again, Daniel's coming just this, he's confessing not that, it, that we deserve to have some good. Daniel's saying we have sinned and we have committed iniquity. And yeah, I remember, I'm going to make sure how I put that together, but a synonym for iniquity is opinion. That many times in the scriptures, it says that we follow the iniquities of our fathers, that we have our own iniquities, and we follow the iniquities of our fathers. Many of us have led our lives by somebody we looked up to, and we follow or we pattern uh, their, their blueprint, uh, emotional blueprint or um, success blueprint, or whatever it is, we pattern ourselves after their opinion. And many times, we, we, we um, for somebody we looked up to, a lot of times it might be a father, actual biological father. But other times, if it, it wasn't a biological father, it was somebody we looked up to. If I'm in the rap game, um, and I'm looking at somebody successful, and I'm looking for them to guide me, I'm looking for them to instruct me, I might look at Jay-Z, who's a billionaire, who has a, uh, seems to be a beautiful woman in, in Beyonce, so I'm going to follow his instructions. I'm going to follow the way he do, does things. I'm going to follow his opinion on how to be successful. That becomes an iniquity. I'm following my opinion of how I'm going to get success, uh, achieve, or get whatever. And that, that's what makes it a sin. That I'm not, doing it, I'm not following God's ways for God's opinion. That I'm following my own opinion, my own thoughts. I'm seeking my own pleasure, my own, my own way of doing things. Or I've got this person I look up to, I've got their words in my head. Their words are echoing in my head. If, I, if it's your biological father, that you might have that thing in your head of, um, like for me, I'm a Morris, don't embarrass the family name. That for my, last, my dad's last name to be Morris, then now when I do things, I got, I got to keep him in mind about what he instructed about how he likes things, 
about things he set up within his house, whatever. Um, and that, that, that's got to be in my head. So I'm following his opinion, which might be totally against the most high, but I got to make sure I'm measuring up to what he said. Or oh, I got my own opinion. And I'm trying to measure up to my own opinion. And that's what leads to sin, which is iniquity. I'm hoping everybody kind of gets that. All right. So Daniel is now bringing down to us in Daniel chapter 9, verse 5. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled, even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Again, God's judgment. We depart from God's uh, precepts. One of the definitions for precept is God's orders or commandments. That we depart from God's orders and commandments and from his judgments or from God's opinion. God has told us what he finds to be a, abomination, what he finds to be disgusting, what he finds to, to, to be inordinate, to be off. And we'll depart from that and say things like, well, I don't see what's wrong with it. God, that might be your opinion. That might be how you see things, but God, I don't see it the same way. God, we, we're going to have to kind of agree to disagree. I know you're the creator and, and you're everything, but I just don't feel the way you feel about this, God. That God, when you made that law, that was for way back then. Nowadays, everybody's doing this, so I don't, I, I don't see what's wrong with it. God, maybe you need an attitude adjustment. God, maybe you need to change the way, you know, that maybe you need to step up with the, with the times. It, it, it's not 1776. It's not 1676. We're living in the year 2022. So maybe, God, you need to change. Maybe, God, you need to catch up with the times. And understand that now this, this is how we're doing things now these days. So it says we departed from God's judgment. Verse 6. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, neither... Have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets? I'm not going to let nobody tell me anything. I'm following me. I'm going to do it my way. Again, Daniel chapter 9, verse 6. Neither have we hearkened. Sorry. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Verse 7. O Lord, righteousness belongs unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces. It's like we don't, like we don't know God knows the difference between right and wrong. So here Daniel's even confessing, God, righteousness belongs to you. God, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. But we are confused and I said, we don't have a clue about your righteousness. We go back, we establish what we think is right and about how we feel, our own opinions, our own thoughts, our own pleasures. But we are confused when it comes to what your righteousness is. This is what Daniel is confessing. Again, I'm in Daniel chapter 9, verse 7. It says, O Lord, righteousness belongs unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off uh, through all the countries uh, whither thou hast driven them because of their trespasses. 
their trespass, they have trespassed against thee. God, we're, we're all us. And just because we might be at this time close to Jerusalem, or we've been scattered, God, you, you were right in doing it. We've only been following what we think is right and consuming and following our own appetites, what we want to eat, what we want to partake in, what we want to deal with. Verse 8, O Lord, to us belongs confusion of faith, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. We keep going against you, God. And for the people we look up to, our kings, our princes, our leaders, our idols, they're confused when it comes to God's righteousness. And we keep following them and keep doing things our own way. And we keep going against you, God. Verse 9. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his law, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Y'all notice how, how Daniel's not even including himself as anybody righteous? You notice how Daniel's not even including himself as one of the prophets? This is Daniel. He's not sent to the side like, yeah, they off, God. Yeah, they are wrong, God. Yeah, God, see what they are doing? Yeah, God, see how off they are? Daniel's including himself in this. We have rebelled. We have sinned. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets. He's not excluding himself as if now he's on some, some level. Daniel chapter 9, verse 11. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, anybody departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. Verse 12. And he has confirmed his words, which he spake against us. And against our judges that judge that judged us by bringing upon us a great evil, for under the whole heaven has not been done as has been done upon Jerusalem. Verse thirteen, as it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us. Yet may we not our our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand Thy truth. We always want to spit about everybody's got their own truth. You got your truth, I got my truth. What about God's truth? And here Daniel is confessing he has been following God's truth, even though he was a prophet. He's not excluding himself like he's on, that he's got his own personal relationship with God and everybody else is just off. that he's got Jesus on the hotline. Verse 14. Therefore, hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works, which he doeth. For we obeyed not his voice. Are y'all hearing what he's saying? He's not, he's not on this trip like, God, I don't know why I'm going through this. 
God, I don't know why you're making me go through this. It's not my fault. This is Daniel the prophet who was already a eunuch. Who, instead of eating the food that, that the king offered, in Daniel the first chapter, he only ate pulse, which is basically beans. He didn't make sure that he was a foodie. So I, I'm gonna make sure I, I, I eat what I, that I, I need to be in a, in a comfortable place before I can serve God. I got he make sure I'm comfortable that I got the things that I want, so that now I can serve you right. That come on to to, to be a eunuch, and then to his diet of him said me checking a minute ago was just beans, just beans and lentils. But everybody else was eating what they wanted to eat. But here he's including himself in the in the in, in the negative. He's including himself in the sin. Reading on. I know verse fourteen, but we, I'm gonna read on. Verse fifteen. And now, O Lord, our God, that has brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and has gotten gotten thee renowned as at this day. We have sinned. We have done wickedly. I just want to bring out that in, in, in confessing, Daniel wasn't confessing what somebody else did to him. Daniel wasn't confessing that they just did this to me, and I had to go through this, I had to endure this, and, and they upset me. And these people made me mad, and these people got me scared, and this was going on. Daniel's not confessing that stuff. Daniel's confessing how wicked we've been. And confessing to the Most High. And confessing his faults to the Most High. Not the things that he finds fault with, but the things that he's done, that we have done wrong to the Most High. All right. So with that, I'm going to end it right there. This was this, this was some good timing, and I, uh, I understand the brother uh, Gabar got got pulled away. Um, he, he had he had handled some business. It does happen. We're still in captivity. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, we're getting some edification. We're getting, we're getting some enlightenment uh, from from these class that we're going over. That that, that is that is my prayer. Um, as I'm still very much in 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 a, in a cleansing process my, my, myself, um, still very much in trying trying to purify my heart, purify my mind uh, on a daily basis. Um, and in Saint John chapter 15 verse three, it says, um, "Now we're clean through the Word that God is, that Christ has given. That every day I have to clean myself up. Every day I got to clean my mind and my spirit because it, it's so easy to to slip into the negative." It's so easy to slip into not feeling like I'm in control, not feeling like 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 um, I ever get the, the things that I want. I never get any good, and it's just about um, it's about me. And then I go about doing those things, and I don't I don't exercise any bit of fasting. I don't I don't practice any any type of self restraint or self um, uh, um, uh, sacrifice. I, and I look, I look to complain about what I'm going through. I look to murmur 
about what I'm going through. I look for somebody to be like, oh, oh. And all that, all that in the eyes of God is wrong. All that in the eyes of God is wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm good. I'm a, if I'm going to go to God in prayer, I got to do it in private. And that prayer is good with fasting. So with that, brothers and sisters, again, thank you everybody who, who did tune in. Whether you're tuning in live through www.blogtalkradio.com um, forward slash Meshava, or if you happen to catch us on the Apple iTunes or the um, uh, Google Podcast or iHeartRadio uh, uh, Podcast, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, today is th- Thursday. Yes, today is Thursday. Um, please don't hesitate to check out ISBHBK um, uh, YouTube channels. Either ISBHBK San Antonio, Houston, Norfolk, or, or, or uh, Rochester. Um, please uh, seek more edification. Seek, seek more edifying. And please don't forget, uh, coming up here uh, October 16th to 17th, um, some campgrounds are, are being rented out. We're renting out some campgrounds to observe the last uh, couple of days of the Feast of Tabernacles. And if you'd like to, uh, uh, you and your family are invited. And we ask that you please go to isbhpk.com. Uh, and, and go and go to the invite, uh, the RSVP to let 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 it be known uh, how many of you and your family uh, will be coming, and we ask for a, a, just a forty dollar donation for you and your family uh, to help accommodate make accommodations for everything needs to be needs to be gotten, as far as um, uh, food, like utensils, um, and paying for the campgrounds uh, that that needs to be secured also. Um, obviously, you, you probably need your own tents. Um, sleeping bags and, and, and the such. It is the Feast of Tabernacles, all right? Um, bug repellent. Um, uh, uh, there's there's going to be, again, fishing, canoeing. Um, there's a lake there. That's, that's I'm trying to let it be known. Uh, bring your, 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 your gelatin-free marshmallows. There's definitely going to be some s'mores being made. Um, uh, and just, just some, some fellowship, all right? There's going to be some fellowship. So with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. My name is Mashaba, and for the Brother Gabar Kawa, and for all uh, um, Hebrew Israelites everywhere, um, to the 12 tribes worldwide, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to catch uh, 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 Bunnabok Fast tomorrow, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com. So with that, shalom everybody. Shema
ಕೇಶವ